Hello, and welcome to Conversations with Close, coming to you from the Great White North. I'm Michael Close. I'm glad to have you with us. On this podcast, you'll hear interviews with magicians from around the planet. I try to ask the questions designed to spark robust discussions, giving you information and insights you won't find anywhere else. If you enjoy these podcasts, I hope you'll stop by michaelclose.com and check out the products we have available. And now, let's get into today's podcast. Hey, I'm here in uh, Las Vegas and uh, have a chance to catch up with my old friend, Pitt Hartling from Frankfurt, Germany. Hello. And uh, I met Pitt probably 20 years ago, maybe more than that, 25. When did the uh, Flicking Fingers come over to do Joe Stevens' convention? Do you remember that? that? I think that was 98, maybe. Wow. Yeah. yeah. At the, was it at the Tropicana? At the Tropicana. Yes, yes it All was. The, yes, exactly. I remember. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a long time ago. It is a long time ago. 20 years. Mm. 20 years. And uh, Pitt is one of my favorite magicians. I just like the way he thinks. Uh-huh. And I, <laughs> Raise your standards. <laughs> yeah, well. And I use uh, several of his effects. And uh, I've had a lot of fun with them. So I thought we'd just catch up and get a little background. Tell me about uh, how did the magic bug bite you? Uh, that started when I found a magic set uh, in the basement of my great uh, great aunt. Uh, yeah, like almost like a romantic story somehow. This, this mystery among the old things in the basement. There was this box, and you know one of the nice ones where the stuff was still made out of wood. Ah. and um, yeah, so that got me started and got me interested and then um, somehow my mother found a contact of a magic dealer in Munich mm. and called them and uh, yeah then the, the magic circle in Frankfurt I think I was uh, 15 or so when I first uh, visited them and yeah that's how it all began. Wow. Um, did you go to university? I did yes for a while. Uh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, all during my school years, I, I was doing magic and performed, and um, then I went to university to study uh, linguistics, philosophy, and psychology in oh. Frankfurt. And uh, but I never finished. Hmm. So I, I was yeah, I did all all the work and whatever it uh, took to to get uh, further, and then eventually. Um, I went only every second term because mm. every other term was more for traveling and performing. I see. Uh, with the flicking fingers, among mm. other. And then uh, I would have needed uh, just one paper or something to write. Uh, I think I guess you'd call it a thesis. A thesis, yes. yes. Um, and then I didn't do that because I realized I would just put it in some drawer and <laughs> still be a magician. And so I left out that part. <laughs> And uh, yeah, no, and I never looked back, so no wow. regrets, fortunately. Yeah. Now, um, your English is excellent. Hmm. Were you learning uh, some English from magic books as you picked up English yeah. magic books? Or? Yeah. yeah, I mean, we learned English at school, and uh, but the, the first real magic books were, were in English. And I remember when I was 14, I got uh, Secrets of Brother John Hammond, the, um, Richard Kaufman, the, the big yes. yellow one. And um, I still have that original copy with some words underlined, and those were the, the words that I looked up in the dictionary uh, and uh, some other books. And, and Zero, 
I couldn't find in the dictionary. I wouldn't know what a zero is. Oh, that's Do funny. a zero. <laughs> I had no idea. So I asked people in Frankfurt, and they had no idea. <laughs> oh, wow. You, you were talking to the wrong yeah, people, I guess. Yes, yeah. I figured out eventually. Was there someone in Germany that was sort of a, a mentor or a yeah. teacher to you? There was, yeah. Manfred Geis. Uh, he is the, uh, the guy who takes care of all the financial aspects of the German magic circle. And he's in Frankfurt. And he was quite um, involved with the, what do you call it, the, the youth uh, mm -hmm. guys in, in Frankfurt. Uh, yeah, so that, that was a, a big help. He, he told me to go to that convention and to also to join that competition. And I didn't even have an, an idea that there were such a thing as mm -hmm. magic competitions. And uh, yeah, so in the, in the early days, he was a great help. And he's still a great friend, of course. Great. Did, uh, so how did, the, uh, how did the flicking fingers come together? I can tell you that in 1994 there, there was FISM in Tokyo in, in Yokohama in uh -huh. and uh, the stage guys from Germany they had um, organized different gala shows to A rehearse their acts and B um, raise some some money for the flights to pay for the flights uh -huh. and um, the close-up guys didn't have such a thing so we thought that's actually a nice idea let's try and do something like that and then um, Thomas and uh, Thomas Frapps, mm -hmm. um, Gaston and Ben Profane uh, from Munich, mm -hmm. they um, had just started performing in some small theater uh, in Munich once a month. And uh, so they uh, got all the close-up guys together uh, to spend, I think, one or two weeks there. And um, so we did that. We had little shows and um, it was, the, the intent was to rehearse for the competition. And we were all competing against each other, but it was such a nice atmosphere and and some great friendship really that we thought, um, let's do that again. And then uh -huh. that's how uh, a group formed. And then we realized that we could work together and make acts uh, as a group and so on. And this is how the flicking fingers uh, started. We didn't well, have the name yet. Yeah, but that was the core. Well, it had the it had um, the great thing of being very funny. Yes. Very funny, yes. and yet yes. very good magic at the same time. Really yeah. good magicians. Well, the challenge is really to, to find that balance. And um, I'm not so sure whether we succeeded in every show, because there were some elements that were just funny. Mm -hmm. And um, mostly it was okay. I mean, there was always some strong magic. Um, there were some uh, solo acts like Jörg Alexander, who yes. was also... Uh, always very keen on, on keeping the magic up. Mm -hmm. um, but if you have some very funny group acts and improvisational things, then it tends to overshadow the magic a little bit, at least to, to lay people. Sure. Um, yeah, that, that's sometimes a trap you can fall. And there were there there were great inside jokes for yes for magicians, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, which was really the special treat yeah, there. Yeah. Well. Yeah. One one idea was to make a lecture and make the the explanations more entertaining than the performances. Yes. So we found a different format for each um, explanation. Uh, be it like a um, security announcement of an airplane or uh, like the mask magician and stuff like that. So we did the trick and the trick was okay, but then the whole scene was how do we explain it? And yeah. that, was, that was great fun. Yeah, it was really good. The character you played in that was Heinz. Yes. How did that develop? Um, that was also maybe more than 20 years ago. We had some request from some German television uh, crew that wanted to make a magic show and that came to see us and they their critique was and they were quite right that we were all very much alike so mm. we were just doing close-up stuff and everybody was being funny in the same way and doing the same kind of tricks um, 
so we they said you should do different kinds of characters and all that and we said oh yeah this might actually be a good idea for a show as well so that television thing never happened that's a long story with don't get me started on the german television yeah. <laughs> thing yeah. um but the idea to create characters for the show that stuck with us and um the Heinz character was because I was just fooling around, saying, like, um, my mother told me to do magic, so here we go, Something like that, yeah. uh, just as a joke. And Helge, Helge Thun, who is an actor, and, and he is great with um, improv and all that, he said at one day when we had a show, you know what, you should go out tonight and do that. And I said, what, what do you mean, do that? You can't just go out and say, my mother told me to do Yeah, you, you do that. And then I said, but what am I going to perform? What trick? And he said, yeah, what can you do? And at the time, I was doing a trick with tarot cards, mm -hmm. which was um, probably uh, funny without me wanting it to be funny. Oh. I read lots of Eugene Berger at the time, but I was very too young for that. So Helge apparently had an eye that, that might be funny. And then he said, what else can you do? And I said, well, I, I don't know. I could produce for aces. You can always produce aces. And that's how the act started. I'll be there. No costume and no, nothing. And I was really scared. And the good thing is, uh, was that the other guys... Um, it was only about the show. They said, oh, we put you on that position, so we have this, this act before, and if it, in case it doesn't work so well, we have this other act to make up for it, and blah, blah, blah. And it was never a personal thing, never about me failing. It was only about having a good show yeah. and, and uh, put it at a, at a nice spot. So that really helped a lot. And it, I went out and did that, and that was a revelation. People laughed like crazy, and I've never had a reaction like that. Wow. So that really opened open doors yeah great did you um you know right now you're very much known for the your card magic did you mm -hmm. ever do stand-up tricks or children's shows for uh, money or anything like well, that in your development children's shows not so much and but the regular stand-up and stage work that's what i usually do in real life i mean in my in my professional life 80 percent of what i do is stage and oh. i do a rope routine and bill and lemon and a book test and what have you all the the classics mm -hmm. pretty much and the linking finger ring routine and stuff like that and i enjoy that a lot i like it a lot and um it's it's slowly becoming more personal as well not not completely generic yes say. um but for magicians it is still method wise and all that not not so interesting so right. i wouldn't, wouldn't publish any of that because it's everybody else does it as well when did you uh, find that you had an affinity for card magic or when did you decide oh this this I like a lot. Was it the Brother John book that sort of Maybe, got you? Maybe, not necessarily that, that book in itself, but, um, well, a deck is just very easy to carry around. And, right. Uh, you can practice easily. I mean, I enjoy practicing. It's uh, I have decks lying around, and then I just grab a deck and do this thing. And uh, I never had this, oh, now I have to practice. It was more the opposite. It's like, okay, one more time, one more time. Ah, yes. Yeah. And um, so I guess with cards, it's just easier. And, yeah. um, I don't have a, a workshop or something like that, right. you know, where I build props. That's that's not my thing. Yeah. You are, are very much one of the guys who has been under the influence of Von Tomeris. Yeah. When did that uh, happen? That was in, um, well, the first time I saw Juan was 92 at some uh, convention in Germany. And uh, yeah, I told you at dinner, he, he, he did a version of Any Card Had Any Number that just blew my mind and all the, the magic way and all his, his theories that I had, had no idea of uh, yet at the time that really worked for me. Um, so I, I had this, well, magical experience, if you want to call sure. it that. It was the feeling of not just that I don't know how it's done, but that I had seen something that is impossible, that is a, a different right. quality. And so I got interested in, in him and I don't really remember where we next met 
I think in Japan at, at FISM. Mm. And then eventually he uh, invited me to come to Cadiz to spend a, a week or so with him and uh, during summer and somehow we got friendly and oh yeah I, I learned Spanish to to read um, his books ah. Ascanio also because people told me Roberto Jobi and Jörg Alexander they told me you know they have this meeting at Escorial near Madrid um, every year and you should join and have a look and but it's all in Spanish so you should learn Spanish so I did that and yeah, now the books are all translated. Of yes, course, but back then. That's but back uh, then, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. it's the main reason I never that I learned Aronson and not yes. Demonica was <laughs> yeah. because it wasn't available. Yes, so, see, yeah. and there it was. And it that really doesn't matter. I mean, sometimes people come to me and ask, "What is the best stack?" And there is no such thing as the best stack. Exactly. Just, well, I always, you know, what I generally tell them is, "Here are the books that you should own." Exactly. And you need to read all, the all yeah. thoroughly, yeah. and then think about it, yeah. and then decide what stack yeah, that's you want to do it. The way and, it and, you know, Simon Aronson said to me that the the most useful stack is the second one you learn, uh -huh. because until you learn the first one, you really don't know how yeah. you want to how you want to use yeah. a memorized deck. Yeah, and true. then I said to Simon, "So, is your stack the second one?" <laughs> yeah. And he said, "No." Okay, <laughs> because but, he was Simon is so methodical and so analytical yeah, that he knew exactly what he exception. wanted. Yes, yes he knew course. exactly what he wanted yeah. to get out of it. And you know, with Aronson's stack, uh, there's many things in it that I never use. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, he's got these sequential poker deals, and I rarely, mainly because I don't want to destroy the stack. Yeah, yeah. So I find myself not. Uh, not I, doing I feel that ninety percent of of good memorized stack magic is stack independent anyway. I yes. Mean, all the rest is just a bonus that somebody happened to find within that order or the stack was specifically created for that trick, of course, like right. in Simon's case. Yeah. I actually learned uh, the Aronson stack first. <laughs> so for, for really? me, he's, he's right. He's yeah, right, The yeah. that I'm using right now is my second stack. But I just switched because I was at Escorial and everybody was using Tamaris, so that was motivation. Sure, no, no just to be reason. able to keep up with what yeah, everything we, what anybody was talking no, about. No special reason. Um, there was something about learning the stack. Oh, the one thing that's in Simon's stack, uh, he can deal. Uh, you can deal a perfect uh, seven no trump bridge, hand. bridge yeah, hand. But will so many people recognize that hand? Well, I'll tell you. Or? I'll tell you how I used it. Because uh, I don't know of anybody who uses Aronson uh -huh. who's ever used it. Yeah. And it would happen back in the days when I was working at Illusions, and sometimes I would do some stuff with the mem deck. Mm -hmm. And I remember there were three women at, at a table. And I finished doing a couple things, and one said, boy, he'd make a great bridge partner. Oh. And I said, oh, I'm interested in bridge. How do you play bridge? Oh, Which, of cool. course, is a yeah, stupid yeah, yeah. question. Yeah, but, yeah, but, you know, how do you play bridge? Well, and, of course, they explained to me that, perfect. you know, it's a, very, <laughs> it's a very complicated game, and it's yeah. very deep, and you can study it all your life. And I said, well, let's make it simple. How many cards does everybody get? Mm -hmm. And they said, oh, you deal out the whole deck. Well, by this time, I've cut sure, the card yeah, I need yeah. to the bottom. Yeah. And I deal out the four hands, and I've got the one that's going to be the good hand. Uh -huh. And it was very funny because the ladies picked up their hands, and they're arranging their cards. And, of course, they're <laughs> terrible yeah. hands. Yeah. And uh, so they're looking at it, and they're kind of frowning, and I sort mine. Uh -huh. And I say, is this any good? <laughs> and they go, wow. And they look at it, and all three of them went, seven no Trump. Uh -huh. And I said it along with them. 
Yeah, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, so it was very funny. And then they look at me and I said, just something I heard at the country club. I didn't. I don't know what that means. I just don't know what that means. Well, but you just, have to pick your moments, right? Yeah, so it's always fun to have that in there. But yeah. there's a lot of stuff that uh, I always thought it might be interesting to uh, arrange a story trick like Sam the Bellhop mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then see what happens from a couple yeah. of pharaoh shuffles away. Oh, yeah, yeah. Be, and uh, you may be, you know, because so much of that isn't really suit-dependent, mm-hmm. you might be yeah. able to find things that, that work out a little bit That's better. Right. Well, Juan did go, went the other way. He, he took uh, the first, the top half of his deck, and then also the second half, and he's got two stories that he wrote from the way the cards were. Ah. So... I think he exchanges one card or something to yeah. have um, some three-card Monty at the end. But he tells a, a nice story, and it's uh, the deck. The stack wasn't created for the story, but he wrote the story from the the order. So Got that it. might be another approach. Got it. Mm. Um, so you have two books out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one, the title escapes me. Uh, card fiction. Card fiction. Yes. And that's material that does not require mem deck. No. Uh, and it's a fabulous. Is it still in print? Uh, no, it just went out of print again. I mean, the the, the fourth edition is now sold out. Wow! There will be another one eventually, but well, I recommend it highly. It has oh, thank you. fabulous, fabulous stuff. And yeah. and my favorite book of yours now is the uh, In Order to Amaze because hmm. uh, yeah, it's just there's such tremendously clever stuff in it. Uh, yeah. The opening trick yeah. in there is a thing called. Uh, Catch Me If You Can? Yes, that's the title. Yeah. For some reason, I took movie titles for most of the tricks. I don't know. That that started, and then it, it somehow was a theme. Uh, yeah, well, there's Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Is that what it's Sh- called? Uh, Sherlock. Sherlock, yeah. Sherlock, because yeah. there's a movie called Sherlock. Sherlock, and, yeah, that's yeah, right. And, yeah, most of them are. But uh, there's some fabulous, fabulous stuff in both books, and I highly recommend them. Hmm. And I especially recommend them because uh, uh, Pitt is one of those people who thoroughly explains his thinking and why he made the choices that mm. he's made so you understand exactly what he's going for and and that's very important you'll learn a lot whether you do the tricks or not you'll <laughs> learn an awful lot about how magic and, and some look. of the tricks in that in that new book are actually older than the ones in the first book oh really because uh, i started with a memorized deck in i think 99 or so and then those first two or three years i mean card fictions came out 2003 and those first years with the mem deck were so intense that I had the, the I reached the point eventually when I said uh, when it, when you handed me a shuffle deck I went like how am I supposed to do anything with that I don't know what every card is <laughs> and then I realized oh my, that might be overdoing it a bit so um, this is why I wrote the book with stuff from a shuffle deck yes to overcome this um, but some of the the ideas were from that time and then of course some newer stuff and i just went through all my notebooks and all that and threw out probably 80 percent well there there is that when you go back and see some of your you know youthful ideas that you say well in in the book is only what's what's left and what i've what i've really been performing yes that that usually helps well you uh you fooled everybody pretty badly at the lecture in uh, orlando at the genie convention Ah, it was really It was really a wonderful convention. Yeah, it was really Mm -hmm. wonderful. Well, I thank you very much for spending a few minutes. Thank you. Um, What's uh, on the horizon for you? What things are coming up? Well, right now my horizon goes like three days because I'm uh, focused on that on that Fulas thing here. Um, After that, just the regular shows, regular shows, yeah, and uh, not so many conventions and. 
and a nice vacation in the south of England that uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, spending a few weeks with my wife and uh, going on holiday. Perfect. Yeah. Good. Well, thank you, Pitt. It's fun talking thank to you. Thank you, Mike. Okay.